Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. I'm sick. You can say I'm an asshole. But you can't say 
that I don't love pro wrestling because I've dedicated my life to it. I've bled for it. I've cried for it. And I'm not stopping anytime soon. And you know what I've realized? Since Jim Cornette's departure, I care about this company. And I am proud to be Ring of Honor World Champion. So Jay Lethal, that's why I'm giving you a title shot, even though I don't have to. Because you deserve it, but hey, as talented as you are, you don't deserve it because you're a great wrestler. You don't deserve it because you've beaten a lot of good wrestlers. You deserve it because truthfully, you're the one who got rid of Jim Cornette. But Jay, let me make this clear. You're great. But since winning this, I've beaten Eddie Edwards, I've beaten Davey Richards, I've beaten Roderick Strong, I've beaten Rhino, I've beaten Michael Elgin, I've beaten El Generico, just to name a few. I've put myself through hell. And now, more than ever, I will do everything and anything to keep this title. So Jay Lethal, what makes you think you can beat me? The truth is, Jay Lethal, you can't beat me. What up, High Fivers? It's your boy, High Five Tom, per usual. And I've got my very good friend, Mr. Uh, too, you're Too Slow Will, on the other side of the country here. Will, how are you this evening? No, it is probably me that's too slow. I've, you know, if you, if you pass me, just keep, just keep going. I'll catch you on the next lap. I don't know. But, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing all right, Tom. I'm not really doing anything new. Haven't done anything lately, despite having a, a small press based out of Massachusetts post up on their reading period. Is so I said, "Oh, I should start really working on that," and I uh, haven't. <laughs> Damn, there's some good-looking meatballs. They are some good-looking meatballs for sure. Um, we got a big trip coming up. I thought it's in April, I suppose, but that's coming up. So that's coming up. This uh, the when this episode, the day this episode goes up, I'll be uh, bringing my younger brother to Worcester to uh, see Power Wolf, one of their first U.S. ever shows. Where they are? Uh, Norway. <laughs> I was gonna say Sweden or Canada, but I was close. So they've been pretty sure it's Norway. They've been a band for a, a long time, but they've never played the states. That's cool. So initially, it was just going to be uh, the the Palladium in New York City, 
and they were going to do a show in Montreal, but I don't like enough of the newer stuff to like warrant going that far out. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, oh, they've never played the States before. It would be cool to go, but like, at the same time, like, it's not really enough to motivate me to want to fall that money into a trip. Even though the plane in New York is nice. Yeah. I have no. We've, well, we've been it? there. Oh, yeah. What's that? Oh, that, oh, that's right. Yeah. The Okay. I was like, it, it's where we saw New, it's where we saw Rumble on 44th Street. That does seem like a cool spot for fucking music. I have a friend who saw a Trivium there, which is one of the shows they were advertising when we were sitting and waiting for the show to start. But uh, due to the huge success of selling tickets to New York and Montreal, they opened up a third date. So they opened up Worcester, Massachusetts hmm. at, at the Palladium in Worcester, which is not oh. nearly as nice as the, the Palladium in New York City. I was going to say, are they playing the Palladium in Worcester? Like, joking around, but I guess I'm, that's not as funny as I thought. Tom, have you ever, have you ever, I know you're, you've, you've been in this neck of the woods before. Have you ever been to the Worcester Palladium? I have not. I've heard of it, but I have It is the it. only, it's, it's the only venue I think you could ever point out that got renovated and got worse. Really? Well, the the downstairs because there's upstairs and the downstairs. The downstairs they bring out like the big shows. Okay. But and it used to be all GA because you it's like there's like tiered stuff so that you can stand or you know you could sit down if you wanted. There's like some tables kind of towards the back, whatever. But now they have it all sectioned off, so it's not all GA. So it's like, oh, you get you're in like this section, so you have to stand in like this particular section of like stairs. It's like this is dumb, and it's hot. It is got tall ceilings. They have no way to try to keep it cool. So in the summertime, it is, it's, it's rough. Mm. Even in like September, it can be it can be rough, but. We'll be we'll be there. I'll take my brother to it. I uh, I'm looking forward to it. I hope he's looking forward to it as much as I am. Uh, local uh, power metal heavyweights, uh, Seven Spires is the only advertised opening act, and they just got announced. So I can't imagine they're going to have a ton of opening bands because I feel like Power Wolf is going to want to play like two hours. So they're only they only have they came to the states for three shows only. Well, like they closed it. Well, they're only there. It's, so it's really North America, right? Because they I don't think they played Canada before either. It was like North American date. So it was going to be Montreal and New York. Then they added Worcester, and they've added some a uh, couple Texas dates, and I think they added some California, maybe. Yeah. But you know, it's a testing the water thing. I mean, it's it's a big expense to to bring all the shit overseas. Yeah. It's like when you get the chance if anybody ever gets the chance to see a band from Australia, go see that band from Australia because it costs a lot of money for them to come I, uh, tour around. Well, it's one of those things where they make plenty of money once they get here, but it's the cost of getting there. How the fuck do they equipment here? Your visas, you got to get all your shit there. You got to hope you get. You, they 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 freight it. God damn! It's 
Yeah, cost of. I don't remember the number, but I saw the. Uh, I didn't catch Rammstein the last time they did a run of shows, but I saw the figures that they were putting out, like how, like how many like semis worth of like shit they bring for every show stop, and like how much it costs to like just in gas to like bring it to all these different stadiums. Yeah. If somebody international coming into a town near you, wrestler, band, author, whatever it may be, go see them because they they're going to need that that money at home. Yeah, no shit. Um, also, uh, shouts out shouts out to my friends Cryptidira who are touring Europe right now. They're like three nights in, and uh, the problem is, is that they used uh, I think it was British Airways to yeah. go from England to uh, mainland Europe. And the problem with that is, is all their shit apparently is still somewhere with British Airways. So they're running on rented and bar gear for their tour with Between the Barrier and Me. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I can't believe they fly their own shit over here. It's fucking... So I would imagine they only flew over like drums, like for like a band like Cryptodira, they probably only flew over like guitars, drums. I would assume that they're, I don't know if they really use amps anymore. I think they use a lot of amp sims, so you don't necessarily need to bring like the full setup. But like Powerwolf for a lot of their shows usually has, I don't know, again, a lot of the video footage of them is they're playing outdoor venues. Yeah. So I don't really know what an in like I don't know what they're gonna have as far as stuff like indoors, but it's still gonna be very cool. Again, I'm not not loving a lot of the newer stuff, but those those first couple albums, very good. Powerwolf, huh? Powerwolf, it's power metal, and a lot of it's about uh, vampires and uh, werewolves. That's how Eric could be into, huh? Then our future guest, DHB. Uh, David Henry Bauer does does like the Power Wolf. Because uh, I think I think it was in Discord. This was ages ago. It's like well over a year ago. But I had shared that I was listening to their album, uh, Blessed and Possessed. And DHB said that he had seen the name. He had never listened to him. But it's it's tight. I mean, Power Wolf's a dope name. I really like that, so. I've always been intrigued by that whole Scandinavia area in general. So it's just a very, I mean, Norway, Sweden, and Finland are just look, I don't know. Just looks cool. I'd love to go to, I mean, Finland has an Angry Birds amusement park, so I kind of want to really go to that, but. Yeah. Sorry, high five. So, I, mean, I guess if you know if if you've never listened to Powerwolf before, I don't recommend their latest album. I bought the big old vinyl box set set up for that. What a disappointment that was. Mm. But uh, blessed and possessed rules, and what's the really one? Uh, Blood of the Saints is very good. And then if you do like what you hear, um, you don't have to buy the album to get it. 
um, like if you go to a, the, their Bandcamp page or whatever, and you go to their album, The Sacrament of Sin, the deluxe edition. Yeah. It has the bonus album, which is um, originally a little album called I Heart Powerful. So it's all covers of their songs by different artists. Yeah. And it's all sorts of, there's one that does more of like a, like more of like a traditional folk kind of thing. Like Elvetti does like a, a gate, like they change lyrics into Gaelic. They're playing like just all the folky instruments and. Yeah. Yeah. Like Heaven, Heaven Shall Burn. Uh, Caliban is very cool. Epica. Hmm. Uh, Amaranth does a, co- a cover. It's, that's real. Uh, one that's sick and I think kind of I forget about, but I always like going back to is uh, their song Amen and Attack. It's one of my favorite songs anyway. But it's a cover done by just the dude from creator Millie Petroza. Okay, yeah. So he he changes it's he makes it a thrash metal song because <laughs> it sounds just like a creator song. <laughs> I mean, it's mellow. That's all that makes sense. So <clears throat> that's awesome. So it's it's fun if if you like playing Skyrim, you'll like listening to to Powerwolf because it, it usually coincides with me. It's like I'll. I'll listen to it. It's like time to boot up Skyrim. Time to time to get back into that. Is Skyrim a video game? Skyrim is a video game, Tom. It's a the Elder Scrolls uh, five or no six five 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 Skyrim came out eleven eleven eleven. Hmm. I went only video game I've gone to a midnight release for. Interesting. Do they still do hard copies of video games? Right, or is, it, is everything almost all digital? No, they do. Um, sometimes you can actually get cheaper hard copy than you can digital. I wonder why that is. Because more people are getting the digital one, so they they just charge the whatever price, so retailers get the hard copy, and they're like, we just want to get rid of them. (laughs) I mean, it's not like a huge difference. But I, I think I saved like uh, the last hard, hard copy game I got, I got Metroid Dread on the Switch. And I think I saved like 10 bucks buying a hard copy versus buying the digital. We talked about getting a Switch, so I don't know. We'll see. It's always a winter thing, but then, you know, spring's right around the corner, so. Yeah, we've gotten through the darkest four months of the year, so that's good. Yeah, the darkest month of the year coincide between Faye's birthday and my mom's birthday, so. My birthday was yesterday, so. I mean, I, I've, I've talked a lot about me, Tom. What's, what's, what's good and what's new with you? Um, well, I had a really fun ICW show on, on Friday. Um, the Insane Rumble, even though he's playing a heel right now, my boy Ethan Matthews won that. Uh, so he will be challenging my uh, my other boy, Mr. Eric Dillinger. Hopefully both um, – well, Mr. Ethan Matthews, speaking of Death to Smoochie, was the person I reviewed Death to Smoochie, uh, the infamous inside joke that Will and I have. Um, yeah, heading up to Minnesota. Uh, you can hear about that show uh, on the Midwestern Roundup as I had Mr. Kevin Rogue on this week. Um, yeah, that's really about it. We're just kind of low-key. 
Um, you know, I got fucked by the IRS, so it's kind of laying low for a little bit so I can pay that off. So, uh, I probably should file my taxes. Yeah. I've been I've been dragging my feet because I can't do the the standard uh, deduction this year. I've got to I got to fill out a longer form. Oh, got that HSA thing, so I've got to I got to pay an extra chunk of money to just file the damn things. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll feel more worth it this year when I actually have like a decent amount put towards it. Yeah. But for right now, it's like, Oh, I, I put into this thing for like a month and a half. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just, uh, our company switched to HS- HSAs this year. So that was nice. So I'm not going to touch it this year and then I'll just start using it next year. So at least let it build up. So, yeah, and the company matches, uh, I think, $1,000, so that's always kind of nice. So, um, Yeah, real quick, speaking of um, digital versus hard copy, when the fuck did they stop putting download codes when you buy an album? I, see, I I hate that. That, grind, that grinds my gears, Tom. Because <laughs> that happens a lot. That's why I always try to buy through Bandcamp if I can, just so I know I get the digital copy too. Yeah. You know, I'm an only child of my parents, so I'm kind of spoiled, but at the end of the day, I want both. I want a hard copy, but I also want it digitally because that's how I listen to most of my music. I mean, especially vinyl. It's a kick in the balls too. Like, So like I said, I, I shilled out for that Powerwolf box version of their last album. So it's, you know, it's it was like 90 bucks. It's like, it's a big old box. It's got like the album on it there's like bonus stuff in it there was like signed pictures in it like it's all goofy shit right but it doesn't come with any of there's no download codes for any of it so if you want to own it digitally you i mean there are ways to rip a vinyl there are there are programs you can get that you can if you have a digital uh record player you can you know run it and it rips it like a cd there's a digital record yeah. What does that work? It's uh it's got like USB drives and stuff, so you can like connect it to your computer. It's times are changing Tom. Wow. We've got a ours is ours is automatic, so it automatically drops the needle. But the thing is, because it's automatic, it only goes, you know, it goes to like that set spot. So if you've got a record like Britney's got a uh, a split that's the the twelve inch, but it runs at forty four RPM, mm-hmm. you have to like you have to manually set the the needle because it's going to try to jump to like a seven inch starting point if you just set it to forty four RPM. If you set it to 33 or whatever, it's going to go to the outer edge. So there's some records I have that you have to manually set that too. Like there's some older ones that you have to kind of move it in because they leave like the space on the, on the outside. Interesting. Shit's hard. I like, I like cassette tapes. <laughs> I do. They just don't last. That's the problem. So. Um, 
Yeah, I, uh, I got a couple. I got a couple of uh, when I was stealing songs off the radio. I think I talked about this before, but yeah, the first time I ever made a radio appearance, I requested Alice Cooper's on this uh, TV called the show called The Free for All on Laser One Hundred Three back in back in ninety one. That was my first radio appearance, and I got a tape. So, oh man, you call in? It's like, hey, long time listener, first time caller. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I was a nervous fucking wreck, but uh. So, you can rip a record on your. There, there are yeah, it's it's doable. Does it rip like quickly like a CD does, or? I have no idea. Wow, that's fascinating. I have I have not tried it. Yeah, because I mean. Yeah, I mean, you buy a record and they said, "Yeah, cool." I mean, yeah, I'll you know, I'll probably play the record at home, but you know, I can't play the record player in my car. You know, I can't play it on my walk, so I consume it digitally. And I think if I fork over all the money for a record, I should they should give you a download code. Yeah, you'd. Uh, I mean, that's also the money making thing, right? You, they get you to spend. 30, 40 bucks on it once, and they're like, "Oh, well, I, I want to listen to this," and then it's. All right, it's just another ten bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. just like some the the last Orville Peck CD. Um, it's kind of funny I say CD. Um, they didn't put out a CD. It was only yeah. vinyl and digital. Yeah. And you buy the vinyl. It doesn't come with the digital, so you have to buy the the download code separately. That's bullshit. I I think I probably have to do stuff like Spotify. And it's it's out there, right? You go to YouTube and listen to the album. You can go to Spotify and listen to the album. So they they don't assume that people necessarily need another form. They assume you buy the vinyl or whatever because you want to have the vinyl with big the big pictures and all that. Yeah. And they assume that you're just gonna you know whip it out on YouTube or Spotify and just play it that way. Yeah, it's 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 a big gripe, but well, speaking I, of big gripes, Tom, do we want to talk about Ring of Honor? Um, we do, but we do have a question of dishonor this week, Will. That was All right, hit me with it. Um, our, our previous uh, conversation with Mister Brunden, um, and I'm so embarrassed. I had a really good one, and I completely fucking spaced it. But here we go. Here's for you, Brendan. So, um, hey guys, question of dishonor. Is there a match you can think of that you uh, that there that was amazing live or first viewing that wasn't as good at, as when you watched it back at a later time? And he said, "I'll go first. I'll, I'll go first quickly, just so we can get my chance out of the way because I don't have one." Um, to address on the show that I don't really go back and like. Rewatch stuff, even stuff I should. Like I said, you know, maybe I'll find some bootleg stream because I don't feel like paying for Death Before Sunner again. But maybe yeah. if I watched it as it's shown on TV or on iPay-per-view, maybe I would have liked it more. Maybe Caprice and Ian could have sold me on some of the stuff I wasn't as big of a fan of. They're pretty good at shit like that. But uh. I do not have a big enough sampling to uh, to give an answer. Um, 
And Brundon's answer was uh, Hogan versus Rock was the same on a rewatch. Um, but I've never rewatched Adam First versus uh, Brent Albright, where Brent wins the NWA title in Mammerstein. It was so electric and perfect live. Uh, TV would not do it justice. And that is the match uh, that Brendan always refers to that he'll never watch. So. I appreciate he says Rock versus Hogan. You know why? Because Hulk Hogan's overrated as fuck. Yeah. I kind of, um, I mean, I almost said Hogan versus uh, Andre, you know, because that match itself wasn't very good, but it's still a great moment. But uh, one thing pretty recently uh, was that Vikingo match in at Warrior. You know, the, the match was itself was great, but, like, being there in person was amazing. Like, being in the building, it's just tough to capture, like, crowd reactions for some of the smaller, at least some smaller companies. Um, that happens a lot with AEW. Like, there's uh, when Matt Fitchett won the title uh, in person, dude, the fucking roof blew off that fucking place. But, like, you watch it live, and it just sounds like, you know, I mean, there's... Right. Do you watch it back on the stream, it sounds like there's, like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, Brundon, I had a really good one. Uh, so I will get back to you on this one, Brundon. I do apologize. I'll do some thinking and, uh, I'll get you a, a better answer next week, but, uh, thinking, thinking, thinking. uh, but hopefully my cat does not scratch your eye again. And, uh, we get to hear Brundon's, uh, wonderful, uh, the dulcet tones of Brundon tomorrow. So along with Eric, as we're uh, doing our, hopefully our first watch along, but, uh, we got some good stuff coming in the pipeline, but. Uh, thank you again, Brendan. Um, thank you as always, Brendan. That's at Irish Misfit on Twitter. Yeah, he sends us a question every week. He supplies notes for the Shining Wizards podcast, and he's just a great. He's a uh, great human being. He, he's a cool guy. Yeah, pretty much the third wheel. Um, oh shit, he's well, the third man, brother. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I told you this, but uh. I was taking a walk. You know, there's a cemetery by our house. Um, I just like walking through. There's actually like a, a couple of uh, Revolutionary War veterans buried there. Uh, but I was walking through there the other day. And I saw this guy. He's like sitting on the grave or sitting by a gravestone, but kind of holding on. And I just walked by. I'm like, okay. I'm like, hey, you know, morning. He's like, nah, just taking a shit. Did I not deliver that joke very funny? Mark Briscoe told that same joke. That's where I stole it. So that is my, my shout out to Mark Briscoe. Um, I will put that clip in here real quick for that. Um, I just, I just heard that and I lost my shit. So I've been trying to also deliver that joke and it's not hitting. So I guess I'll have to do some work on that one, but goddamn, when he told that story for the, the eulogy, man, I, I, I mean, it, it worked. I mean, he's giving a eulogy and he's in the graveyard. So, uh, uh, I'll, uh, if, if we want to tell jokes, you, you, want, you want to know what my favorite joke is? This this is my go-to joke, right? Why does a why does a chicken coop have two doors? I don't know, Will. Why does a, coop, a chicken coop have two doors? Because if it had more than that, it'd be a sedan. Oh, damn it, Will. I really wish I could see your, your expression for that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, you know, yeah, 
I don't know your dad very well, but um, that was definitely a dad joke. Oh, I got tons of them. I love dad jokes too. That's 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 one of my favorite ones. I saw it like that. Like it was one time, right? I saw it. And I'm like, I have never seen this joke like written down or like anywhere else. Like you see a lot of like the, the Buffalo, you know, the kid going to school, body son. Like you see shit like that all the time. Yeah. You know what? What time is it to go to the dentist? Two thirty. Like you see shit like that all the time. Like your popsicle stick jokes. But the chicken coop to chicken sedan, that's like a little. That cracks me up every time. Yeah, I, I, as witness. So, um, well, I'm I mean, and, and, I, and I've got to crack myself up because God knows I'm not cracking up anybody else around here. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was, that was pretty good, Will. It was pretty good. So pretty bad, but pretty good, if that makes sense. But Will, this is our sixty-first episode of Ring of Honor Revelry, and we've got TV episode seventy-five. Can you believe that shit? We're almost. Well, we. You haven't gotten sick of me as a co-host yet. Not in the least. So, um, but we're still at the burns, like we've always talked about. I'm pretty sure this is the last of the TV tapings, which we'll discuss here a little bit later. Um, and obviously start off with highlights like we always do from last week, where uh, basically at the end of the match, Kevin Steen actually offered his hand to Jay Lethal. Uh, so we'll find out what's up with Kevin Steen. But, Will, we ain't got to wait very long. Uh, as Kevin no, Steen, sir. He comes out to start the show, and uh, he's got the same shirt on as last week. Weird. That's probably my most listened to song on Spotify. Really? I listen, I listen to that a lot. I got a fucking. It's all because of the podcast. I I like this song to begin with, but since we started doing this podcast, I listen to it like every time I'm in the car. Nice. Yeah, it's I got so good. Boost Mark Nancy or whatever they are. Yeah. Because they do Jay Lethal's song too? Jay, Le- Jay Lethal's theme too, yeah. Um, but you got uh, a, Dan Valentine's got a couple tracks kicking around too. They do the, the Red Dragon theme and then uh, Brian Fury and uh, What's His Nuts came out to a Dan Valentine song as well. Hmm. Yeah, because I remember when Bull James was in Ring of Honor, he used to come out to um, Jedi Mind Tricks. That was cool. But, um, but you know, Kevin Steen's got some things to say, Will. You know, he uh, he won the title because he wanted to destroy Ring of Honor, uh, not because he hates Ring of Honor. Uh, he actually loves Ring of Honor. He wanted to kill it because Cornette was killing Ring of Honor and what Ring of Honor is supposed to be. And since Cornette left, Steen is proud to be your Ring of Honor champion. And uh, that's why right. he, he he loves Jay Lethal because he's the one who got rid of Cornette, which I love. He's like the reason I'm giving Jay Lethal. He's like, yeah, he's the reason. You know, he's the one who got rid of Jim Cornette. I'm like, wow, long term storytelling, and it makes sense, Will. Um, yeah, you know, but and at the end of the promos, you know, uh, Steen's beating everyone, which he pretty much has, and he ain't stopping. Uh, and Lethal can't win. 
Um, yeah, nice promo. So we kind of get some some light on here. I will probably throw that uh, that promo on right about here. You know, if Zoom told me how long we've been recording, that would be too fucking easy. Um, it's kind of weird that it doesn't. No. This thing does a lot of things that don't make sense, but... Okay. I'll just fucking with the view. I don't want this. Okay. Sorry. Uh, my ADD is kicking in. Uh, then we get our poets, Darius Thomas. Uh, you know, he's doing a promo. You know, they're they're not his forte, but they are giving him a couple chances to speak, you know. And obviously, his cap aware is a secret weapon. Um, uh, then they kind of do the whole battle, you know, promos. Haven's uh, promos are okay. And he's basically, you know, I've been stepped over a bunch, but Tadarius could be his launching pad. Um, he's another guy that took my spot, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, not the Manitaven that we will be accustomed to. Uh, but, Will, we are at the finals of our top prospect tournament. We sure are. They, no they, I know we, we've, we've brought it up in conversation, but from the sounds of it, what they said on commentary, this is the second top prospect tournament. Yeah. Because yeah. they only mentioned Michael Bennett winning top prospect. They didn't touch on Elgin. So I thought they had said Elgin was top prospect winner as well, but no, they did not put that over on commentary this week. So yeah, I don't know. But they did put over that. Uh, Bennett just won title of a uh, top prospect. He did not get a shot at the TV title. Yeah. So there's some higher stakes in this match, but uh, so there's no truth martini. Like you said on commentary. Uh, so there's no talk of uh, smelling any fingers. Uh, circle. He's right. conspicuously absent. Yeah, uh, no more hoopla, so that's always good. Um, you know, in the ring, these two, uh, they definitely deserve to be in the finals. Uh, great match. Um, it did take them a little while to find the rhythm, uh, but obviously, Tadarius Thomas is a great fucking athlete, and we'll talk a little more about that at the Cincinnati show. Um, you know, but it was a great coming out party for Taven. Got to really show what he's made of. You know, because before this Taven was losing all the time. So, but um, before I mentioned Truth Martini does come out. Um, you know, Tavy's ta- Taven's taking TD, uh, but he kicks out at one, uh, and then he pins him again, uh, kicks him out two, uh, and then the third time, and then Griffey kicks out. Um, then Taven hits the ropes. Uh, uh, Truth Martini grabs the leg, and. Uh, is truth with Sinclair? We don't know, but Sinclair's got a, a score count. Um, uh, oh, I didn't actually very good notes on this. Yeah, Taven hit the roll. It's all right. I mean, the. the... Oops, sorry. Yeah. No, I was going to say the, the question is, is uh, whose side is Truth Martini on, right? That's. It looks like he's supposed to be helping Tadarius Thomas, who he predicted would win, but he said Thomas would win. Mm, yeah, that's true. But as we get to the closing moments of the match, uh, Tadarius has Taven in like uh, a hold for like he's going to go for a German suplex, and they go into the ropes. And Truth Martini's got the most devastating weapon ever seen in the four ropes. Yep. The Book of Truth. And he hits 
Tadarius Thomas with it. Yep. And they're they're putting it over like it was an accident. And with that that blow, one, two, three, Matt Taven is your top prospect. Is your top prospect. Yeah, because a little bit earlier, um, Truth Martini threw what, like a boot in or something like that. He threw it, yeah, he threw in a boot. You know, because and, uh, there isn't any of it. No, and he, like you said, he he grabbed Taven's foot earlier in the match, too. So it's like, oh, so he's trying to endear himself to Dar- to Darius Thomas. Yeah. Um, and then post-match, Taven doesn't really get a chance to celebrate. Truth Martini's like, oh, you know, let's shake hands. It's this, and Taven's like, no, nah, I'm good. But then Martini grabs him. And uh, talks at him, gets gets in his ear a little bit. Taven steps back. Martini extends his hand again. This time, Matt Taven shakes Truth Martini's hand. The House of Truth is back. Is back. Um, well, Will, how do you feel about uh, Truth Martini with Matt Taven? I can't say I'm surprised this happened. Due to my existing knowledge in what little I had seen of this general ish time period of ring of honor. But yeah, I think it was, I think it was a little odd how they got there. Like if they, uh, like if they could have gotten like one more week in between this match and like the last matches where they could have tried to like, Kind of played up how he was making more of a play for Darius Thomas. Because mm. it just kind of feels very sudden where he comes out, obviously trying to help Darius Thomas, and then he's just doing what Truth Martini does. Like, oh, this is the guy who won. Here's who I actually want to put my the eggs in the basket for. Yeah. And then just to have him be like, I'm not joining up with Truth Martini. Have Truth Martini like say whatever. And all of a sudden it's like, all right, now he's in. Like I'm hoping they just they they build that up a bit and kind of fill out like, you know, what was the promise? Like, what was the exchange? Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I mean, actually, I was kind of rooting. You know, we were rooting for for Tadarius because it would have been, you know, a good combination because obviously his promos aren't, you know, up to par. So I don't I don't know if oh, would you could you buy into. Uh, I guess a heel to Darius Thomas wouldn't be that out there. He already panders to the crowd a lot. He could very easily transition him showing his athleticism to him being like very showboaty, very like. Yeah, too too cool for school. But I'm not mad about it. Like I said, I, I feel kind of spoiled because I. I knew that Matt Taven winds up being in the house of truth, but it'll be interesting. It's one of those things where like Tadarius Thomas, it's almost like the Silas Young spot, right? Where it's like, they obviously like this guy. Yeah. We know we're going to see more of this guy. So they don't necessarily need the top prospect thing. Matt Taven hasn't really been put in like a great position before this point. Yeah. He got beat up by Mondo. They tag team with Mondo. That's a pretty decent match, though. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, we we haven't seen a whole lot of Taven other than 
than that are getting squashed. Yeah, but now he's getting a TV title shot at the anniversary show. That's if Adam Cole is able to compete after what happened in Cincinnati, but I don't want to put the cart before the horse. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. So, I mean, we got more of the House of Truth, and, you know, we're both Taven guys, so we're looking forward to seeing this going forward. But, Will, it's your uh, your second favorite time of the week, uh, besides talking to my smiling face, but it's inside Ring of Honor. That's right. It's early this week. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely kind of a different formatted show, but – uh, real quick, just a bunch of reviews talking about uh, the house or the, the anniversary show. But we're gonna get Whitmer and Haas, you know, in their their car, uh, their street fight in the cars and everything. Um, you know, Scum versus CNC Wrestle Factory, Good versus Evil. Uh, but the American Wolves versus the Forever Hooligans, kind of random, obviously, but definitely looking forward to that. Yeah, that's uh, Rocky Romero and who? Alex Wolf. I believe. Pretty sure it's golf on. Yeah, that's who uh that's who calls uh New Japan yep. with Kevin Kelly, right? Yeah. Um and and Davey Richards was tag team IWGP uh junior tag champs with uh Romero. Yep. So they got history, so that's uh because as Eddie Edward says, you guys were partners, but we're brothers. Yeah. We're uh, wolves. The hunt is on. Oh, damn! Rocky Romero is just all over the place, and I mean that in a good way. I mean, even to this fucking day, guy can still go. But I mean, he's he's underrated as fuck. Yeah. Um. You know, I always we always talk on here about how we'd like to have Jimmy Jacobs write a book. But man, can you imagine the book fucking uh, Rocky Romero could write? Well, he, he's still writing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one hundred percent. So. Um, but also, we are getting uh, the tag team title match, them boys versus Red Dragon. Uh, they don't think they're called Red Dragon in this They're promo. still not called Red Dragon yet. Um, but they are in Cincinnati. Finally. Redragon. Redragon. Um, shout out. Actually, you know, and speaking of Redragon, I do want to shout out uh, the Mark Order podcast. Uh, official 100th episode today. 100. It feels like there's been more. And I know there have been more because there was the ones that weren't branded as Mark Order. Yeah. But still. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's pretty much two years. Yeah. So I, uh, and kudos, man. I know I texted Aunt Money about this, but when they, I thought the show was done the way they were playing it off. And then they were just rebranding. I'm like, you cocksucker. So. But uh, yeah, they are recording that as we are recording right now. So, but we're also getting get um, like the aforementioned Adam Cole versus Matt Taven with Truth in his corner, uh, and we are getting Strong versus uh, Elgin two, uh, between two out of three falls, and then main event will Kevin Steen versus the Jim Cornette removing Jay Lethal. Kind of funny. I know you can't see me. I'm wearing my Mark Order t-shirt. Are you really? I am. I got that coveted gray Mark Order t-shirt. I wish I would have known that was not supposed to be a thing. I would have gotten one right away. I didn't realize it was a thing after I ordered it. Oh, you didn't? I ordered, it and then I, I ordered it, and then I listened to the episode. 
I, so I didn't realize that it was like a goof thing. I just saw that the t-shirts were up. I'm like, oh, I'll get one. Oh, I can get one that's not black. Because <laughs> that incentivizes yeah. me to purchase things if they're not black. Much easier to dig out something in the dresser drawer that's all black t-shirts when something pops out. Yeah. Even though I did buy two more black t-shirts today. Oof. All right, spoilers here. Spoiler alert. Spoil is it is it Ring of Honor spoilers? I don't know. I was trying to figure out what this big fucking announcement is, but it wasn't in Discord, so all right, we'll deal with that later. But well, yeah, congratulations. Who, who's big announcement? What's it? Who's big announcement? Oh, TK is supposed to have a big the fake TK. Oh, it was um he there's going to be a new like AEW post show that's going to be airing like after Dynamite. It's called like AEW All Access or something like that. And that's a huge announcement. That was a huge announcement. Also, Wheeler Wheeler Yuta lost to a uh, Orange Cassidy. Spoiler alert for the the All Atlantic title. So yeah. I'm sure it was a hell of a match, but. Way to make your your champion job out. I should have said Dylan Garcia. Yeah, not our Ring of Honor will. So, um, hey, you know what? We got TV starts soon. Yeah, well, you're more. It's funny we kind of did a little bit of role reversal here. You're a little bit more optimistic than I am. Yeah, right now that there's actually something that that's gonna be happening. It's like, oh, I'm, maybe I'm a little more open to seeing what happens. Yeah, I've I've got to try to be optimistic about something. Yeah. Uh, but Will, speaking of optimism, your favorite wrestler, uh, Jay Lethal comes out and uh, he's cutting a promo. And you know, he thinks Kevin Steen's full of oh, shit. Boy. And he's playing mind games. Um, you know, that's what he did to David Richards. That's how he got the title. Um, you know, Jay Lethal's removed all distractions. You know, his parents are hundreds of miles away. You know, there's many great champions in Ring of Honor. Uh, but after March 2nd, Jay Lethal's gonna be one of them. But Kevin Steen never was. So I mean, it's Jay Lethal. Sorry if you're picking up all the sirens outside. Uh-oh. Everybody okay? People are people are probably uh, slipping and sliding out there. So, yeah, I can't hear it on our end, but it's kind of quiet. That's though. good. I, I, it's, it's tough to tell, like, what's going to come through, what isn't. That's pretty crazy, listen. I mean, my mind's blown of, well, like a couple weeks ago, I didn't realize my headphones weren't working. So I was actually talking to the um, on there, and listen, I I was spinning around in my chair, but I thought my headphones that was working. But um, well, there we go. I hear it now. So yeah, they they've been going for a couple of minutes now. So yeah, I'm not sure. Good name. thing, you know, I'm really happy that I only live two miles from work now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm faith only lives five miles from work, so. Um, I used to drive. It's so weird to think. I used to scoff at. I know this is totally off topic. I kind of scoffed at a guy I used to work with that uh, on the vine. He said he never took a job that was more than like ten miles away from where he lives. I'm like, well, I've worked 
from Derry to Portsmouth, from Derry to Concord, from Derry to Exeter. So it's like those are all like 30 plus miles each way. So now that I only drive, now I only drive like legit five minutes to work. It's like, damn, I could have had this all along. I'm the same way. I it's very very rarely. Um, when we were in the office, it was about it was about 10, 15 minute drive. Um, you know, and uh, there was a time when I was living when I was bartending. Um, it was an hour bus ride, but that's on the bus. You get a lot of shit done on the bus. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always working close to home because yeah, if something happens to your car and you can't get to work, you know, it sucks. So that is yeah. dope to think that if something like were to happen, like I could walk to work. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm legally supposed to walk the shortest route to work because I'd have to walk past through like the the 93 on ramp off ramps, and there's no like sidewalk. But yeah, you're a risk taker. I mean, people walk it all the time. Yeah, I don't know. I can't imagine you're not supposed to. Because like, if you map quest like walking from my apartment to where I work, it's like you got to go like down this road and like go all the way. I'm like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah. It's going to take me half the day to get there if I walk that way. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you think about like my last two summers in Idaho, I mean, I basically lived where I worked. Like I walked out on my porch and my job was 200 yards away. So, um, and now I work from home. So, um, well, I think long-term that would be, that would be the dream. A, a work it depends i don't know how like b hates working from home she doesn't like going out in the weather so she likes working from home for that but she doesn't like being she likes going into the office yeah and because she goes into the office and it's like work mode whereas like if she's at home and the cats are there and mm-hmm you know, the Nespresso's right there and the fridge is there and hey. I might be there. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely struggle with it. Um, it's pluses and it's minuses. So um, speaking of pluses and minus, if how, how are we feeling about uh, the, what, what happens next? The six-man main event, a um, couple teams thrown together. Uh, you know, we've got uh, Reed Dragon and Roddy Strong versus American Wolves and uh, Elgin. Wait. Oh, yeah. So, American Wolves and Elgin and uh, them boys on commentary. And uh, goddamn well, you know, if, not, if Mark Briscoe doesn't say, we say it every week, Jay, we miss you. But, Mark, you're a goddamn national treasure. But Mark's on commentary for what? 14, 15 seconds before he starts singing Kyle, the whole O'Reilly. Right. Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> um, uh, He's the best. Mark Briscoe is the best. Yeah, that's that's the bottom line. And we've been saying that before he's on national TV. But, um, you know, obviously with the match, you know, Brawl starts right off the bat, surprise, surprise. Um, you know, Mark and Jay just being Mark and Jay. Uh, but it does seem like Jay's getting, a, I mean, Mark's getting a lot of attention. Jay's getting a little testy with him. So we'll kind of see where we're going with that. Um, we got Bobby the Fish getting triple teamed. Um, again, Elgin's really strong. Um, 
Every time he does that goddamn sixty second suplex thing, man, I I just my back hurts. Um, yeah, and uh, you know they're talking, you know Jane and Mark are talking how Scum wants to kill the company, uh, but they, you know, it's gonna be over Dim Boy's dead bodies. Um, and Kyle O'Reilly and Richards go at it. Um, a good callback. We do get a little bit callback to them walking show. It seems like a lot of references to uh, denied five two. Um. You know, Kevin Kelly puts over Mark on commentary. Um, but yeah, like I said, Jay's a little bitter. Uh, that corkscrew from Kyle O'Reilly and Richards did not look good. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, probably two-thirds of the way through the match, um, Kyle O'Reilly puts that, uh, tries to do that uh, that corkscrew leg whip thing, and uh, he didn't get all the way over. And uh, oof. I, I, I must have missed that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and... Uh, you know, Roddy and Elgin go after it. Roddy, like he says, you know, it's got to create more. Takes a whooping. Um, you know, and them boys, they're just scouting Red Dragon. You know, but uh, at the end of the day, at the end of the match, Roddy gets the backbreaker suplex for the win. So, yeah, and he pinned Elgin. Pinned Elgin again. Again. So. We shall see what happens with these two. So, kind of looking forward to those two. Beat- that's a that's the second time. I I don't know if they count the last one as canon because I'm sure it was at one of the ends. But that's the second time I'm pretty sure that Roddy's pinned Michael Elgin to win a multi man match. Yeah, nice beating him one on one. So, I mean, part of it was the book of truth, which is. The most devastating item. Well, I don't think it's part of it. I, mean, I think that's exactly what it was. Well, I mean, no one kicks out of the book of truth. Nobody. You can kick out of a package pile driver, but not the book of truth. Through a table from the top roll, but you know, that's here nor there. Um, but real quick, Will, before we jump into Cincinnati, like we always ask, a little bit different episode. Obviously, just the two matches, a little promo heavy, um, you know. Would this uh, would this episode overall have uh, in, you know grabbed your uh, your attention, grabbed you by the shirt, girlies, and made you watch Ring of Honor in the future? I think I would have been interested. You know, I think the if I didn't have if I didn't have prior knowledge of what a truth martini is. You know, and, and it's the the pitch that the commentators are like, oh, we don't have this guy here. He's been here for all these top prospect tournament matches, but now that we're at the finals, he's not here. Then have him come out at the end, it's like, oh, look at this sleazy-looking guy. Yeah, and he is sleazy-looking, so. I think it would have been a more palatable. I think, because sometimes I think with Martini on commentary, it's it's a little much. Mm-hmm. As we'll we'll talk about when we talk about Cincinnati. Yeah, but you know we we saw Tadarius Thomas and Matt Taven. Thomas is great; it's fun to watch. Yeah, we got uh, you know I think seeing like for me personally, if I hadn't seen Ring of Honor before and I watched the and I saw the recap of Charlie Haas beating up the. BJ Whitmer at the car dealership and like Charlie Haas, holy shit. Look at look at him. Like I would have been into that. 
Yeah. And I mean, the main main event time. I mean, Briscoes would have Briscoes would have sold me. I mean, they were the first thing that really sold me on Ring of Honor. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. So because I started watching because I liked Kevin Steen, Sammy. No, that couldn't be right. That timeline doesn't fit in right. Like I think I started paying attention more when I found out how many people had come from Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. Uh, yeah. But the Briscoes were definitely the the first act that really stood out to me. It's like, ooh, I really like these guys. Yeah. I would have popped for the O'Reilly Auto Parts. And Bobby the I Fish. Still, and Bobby the Fish. And it's great because, I mean, that's really that's really his name is Bobby Fish. So that's hilarious. So, I mean, how much fish can a fish? How'd that go? I wonder if Matt Riddle's going back anytime soon. But, uh, oh, who yeah. cares? <laughs> yeah. Not Matt you teach Riddle. A man to, you teach a man to fish. <laughs> Yeah. You give a man a fish, he's he's good for one day. You teach a man to fish. Uh, Matt Riddle is one of the guys I miss. Like I missed him at AAW by like two, three months. I was like, damn it. But uh anyways, um I don't know. Listen, maybe just because I, I did have to watch this a little rush because you know we had so much to cover this week. Uh, I did enjoy, I wish, you know, with all the top prospect matches. Obviously, I understand there's a time limit, but I wish they would have gone a little longer because um, this main event match went a good 20 minutes. You know, but uh, overall, I mean, you know, especially it, it's February, so it's definitely um, better than last year. So, yeah. Much better than uh, they're fighting February. Yeah, I think February definitely delivered, but uh, I'd say middle of the road. I think I might be intrigued. Like you said, I mean, I just, I mean, Mark on commentary – you know, Kevin Kelly always kills it. You know, I'd be interesting to see what this Matt Taven guy's going to do. So, um, yeah. And next week, uh, one of the godfathers of Visionaries Global Media, uh, Mr. Diesel himself, will be joining us. So uh, we'll get some fresh eyes on the product. And uh, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting TV for him to start on. So, But will our curtain jerker for Cincinnati, it's honor versus evil. It's the aforementioned Jay Briscoe versus God's gift, QT Marshall. And yes, it is Marshall, according to him. So, um, but real quick, QT uh, does a quick promo. He's the God's gift. Jay Briscoe is just a street punk. Blah blah blah. He's a glorified pro wrestler. Uh, he gets in the ring. He runs down Jay. Uh, he even talks about Pete Rose. I thought that was kind of cheap, but um, you know, obviously, you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta stick it to the crowd. Yeah, I mean. It just seems lazy to me sometimes, like be a little more creative, but it is what it is. You know, obviously Jay is is the man. Um, but yeah, once again, you know, QT showing he's a tough son of a bitch because Jay Jay laid it in, and especially those fucking shots into the damn barricades. Um but yeah, and then uh Kevin Kelly talks about QT being a, a can't miss prospect. So we'll see how far uh, Jay goes. But uh in the end, Jay Driller does the trick. And uh, speaking of Tony Khan, Tony Khan, I think you need to mandate that there needs to be at least one J driller on every episode. Go forward. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Will. But it's, it's got to be done by Mark Briscoe. So Mark Briscoe has to be on Dynamite every week. I'm okay with that. And Ring of Honor. 
and whatever and rampage and the 15 million other shows we got so um i kind of bogarted all that will any uh any thoughts on the curtain jerker i thought it was interesting i mean i think it's interesting that like we haven't got to it yet but the, the the briscoes are on the show but they're both in as singles wrestlers yeah I thought it was a neat way to pet out the card. It's in an interesting way. Like it gives them both. I mean, Jay already has like that, like the singles guy, like vibe to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, and, you know, it's a good match for QT to have, you know, it's not like Jay's in there with like some like kid, right? He's in there with QT. QT's putting the time. He's been yeah. doing this for a while. I thought it was fun. I also want to point out that I really liked how this show looked. I really liked hmm. the the kind of more like the spotlight in the ring. So it kind of made the sur- around the ring darker. So you didn't really see like the fans and stuff. Thank goodness. I uh, see. So yeah, I, I really like how the, this, this show was presented in that way. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it's just weird. You know, it's always weird when Kevin Kelly's the ring announcer also. Um, I, I couldn't tell initially if he was. I'm like, oh, I guess he's, he is doing both. Yeah, I couldn't either. Um, the sound was not very good. Then there's somebody's like weighing in at a. <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll get into it here with it, with a couple of the promos and everything. Like I missed a lot of solid chunks of it. Um, I listen, I do like what you said listen, with the spotlight in the ring, you know, the old school style, but, um, you know, the, the pipe and drape over the curtain kind of looked kind of cheap, you know, I don't know why they needed it. Cause they were coming through a curtain anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it's, it looks like a cool building. I mean, the carpeted floor and everything. So, um, kind of reminds me when they ran, uh, Potawatomi of the casino here. They ran in one of those big conference rooms, so. Hey, the the flooring is going to come into play later. Yeah, I I also have that in my notes. Uh, but will this next match, uh, to Darius Thomas, the aforementioned uh, versus your favorite Jay Lethal, and I'm going to keep it with 100 with you. I mean, I watched this once, kind of while I was working, um, and then I went to take my notes, but I didn't really take any notes in this match. It was just one of those matches where you really, really needed to just watch. Um, yeah, I, don't take, I don't take notes anyway. I don't know how the fuck you do that, Will. I mean, yeah, you're a lot smarter than I am, but um, no, I know you're not a Jay Lethal guy, but Will, I mean, I, I listen. This is a pretty, it, it was a good match. I'm actually contender. It's it's hard, especially at this point in 2023, for me not to have the responses. There's two black guys on the card, and they put them both in the same match. I mean. That not to exclude ACH, but it's like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that's that's something that's I don't know why that jumps out to me, but it was good. You know, they're both athletic dudes in different ways. Like they call Jay Lethal like high flying, but he's not really like high flying. No, but the Capoeira. Yeah, uh, it was good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, these two played off each other very, very well. Uh, Darius took some great shots and great reversals. Um, that one spot where Jay threw Tadarius up for uh, the power bomb, but Tadarius came up 
uh, with a roll up, but then Jay like switched into like a, a crossface or something. I did not explain that very well. I, I'm not a color commentator. Um, I really enjoyed this match. I really, really did. And obviously, the crowd popped for it. Um, you know, everybody. this was this was a good crowd. I don't, I don't remember noticing there's a a fan who has a very distinctive voice, who I feel like becomes very prevalent later. Yeah, but uh, I didn't notice them as much this early on, but. Well, and the problem was the crowd was so close to because on commentary, um, they're just on microphones. They're not on microphone stands, so they're holding their microphones the entire time. So that was interesting. Um, yeah, because I said later on, there's there's a kid uh, screaming in Kevin Kelly's ear that kind of was distracting. But you know, that, that's picking nits. Uh, love this match. Um, you know, Jay Lethal goes over in the end. I'm not even sure how it happened, but we got the code of honor like we like to. So um, go back and watch it. So we'll put this on our spreadsheet here for, I, I don't know. I don't know if you consider a match that your contender will, but I thought I did. You want me to say Jay Lethal's got a match of the year contender, Tom? I don't know if I can do that. Okay. Well, I mean, but that is your opinion. You know? Everyone's a their opinion, even if it's wrong, just like mine. So, uh, but Will, uh, as Kevin, as Kevin Rowe said on uh, Monday, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but real quick, Will, uh, speaking of the Briscoes, next match, Mark Briscoe uh, versus Spider Nate Webb. Uh, do you know much about Spider, Mr. Nate Webb? Uh, we saw him at GCW The World. That's right, we did. He was in the uh, the Battle Royal. People were very excited about it. Yeah. Um, he's a, a AAW mainstay. Um, God, he comes up to that one song, Teenage Loser or something like that. Um, Teenage Dirtbag? Yes. By the, the Weedus or something like that? Something like yeah. And there's the whole crowd thing. Teenage Dirtbag, baby. Yeah. He's got like a five-minute entrance, but. Uh, Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> and as always, you know, I've said it twice already in this episode. I don't give a shit, but Mark Briscoe's a goddamn national treasure. Um, <laughs> fucking promo beforehand. He's like, Nate Webb, I know you and I like you, but you're a spider. You know what? He's spiders, a chicken, and I'm a chicken. Um, these two are just two fucking nut jobs and, and, they're, and their styles match well. So, um, yeah, and it was a good change of pace because you know the very technical match that Tadarius and Lethal had. It was a, this is a really well placed spot for this match, um, especially with the match after this. So um, you know, and then you hear the part where they're talking how uh, Mark Briscoe's got the highest IQ in the locker room or something like that. Yeah, they they probably uh, he, Mark Briscoe is what they say he's like second or third in the locker room. Yeah, I guess there's a famous IQ test story. So, yeah, I think the only people higher than him were uh, Danielson and McGinnis. Oh, no oh shit. Oh, okay. But uh, Nate Webb did go over the top rope and maybe shouldn't have almost broke his neck, but he's okay. Um, yeah, in the end, though, you know, uh, Mark Briscoe hits the froggy bowl. A shortish match, but like I said, between this was a nice change of pace between uh, Tadarius and Lethal because the next one's going to be very similar. 
because uh, after that we have ACH and Roddy. But before we get to that, uh, any thoughts on Mark Briscoe versus uh, Spider or Spider Nate Webb? No, it's fun match. Yeah, you know I what? think I think it's just, it's a great thing to have because up to this point we really haven't seen the Briscoes in like separate singles matches. Yeah. That was a great point. Um, we've seen Jay have singles matches, but I don't think we've seen Mark really have singles matches. So I think this was great to kind of like, it, it, it's, I mean, now that Mark isn't the focus, like when he's in the ring, because he's very entertaining and very endearing, but it's like, I like that consistently throughout the the lifetime of ring of honor, right? The Briscoes get wheeled out like this and it, it's a, it's a treat. Yeah. To get them to get them separately. Yeah. Um, but will our next match, uh, ACH versus Roderick Strong. Don't 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 um love ACH. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, because now oh, they, they shared the thing the other day what ACH stands for. No, I didn't well. That's not I'm not gonna acknowledge it. I'm not gonna say it. Was it Austin Chooses Heart or something like that? Okay, I'll take that. Okay, yeah. Not a crackhead. Um who the hell says that? Uh starts with the truth and ends with a martini. Oh well fuck that guy. Truth martini like I know we you we put over Truth Martini. And you I know you really want to talk to Truth Martini, but Truth Martini also seems to be like a big asshole. I don't know how much of that is the Truth Martini gimmick or if that's like him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because I did some research and I listened to him on Cole Cabana back in around this time and it was I hope he's playing a character. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we got plenty of time to bitch about that here on the next segment. But before that, let's get to the masterpiece here. That was ACH versus Roddy Strong. I am also a humongous ACH fan. Um, obviously, my Twitter page, uh, you know, banner is a ACH T-shirt. You know. Um, Always count on heart. Ah, yes. This is courtesy of our, our friends, the ROH History Podcast, at our, or not, I don't know if it's a podcast as well, but at ROH History on Twitter. You should be following them. If you if you listen to this podcast, you should be following those guys. It's great I mean, you'll, you'll, get some, you'll get some spoilers from stuff that we haven't, we weren't going to cover for a couple of years, but. Yeah, but. Um, they've well, been, they've been sharing uh, for Black History Month, uh, different uh, black athletes of Ring of Honor. So like they've shared. ACH, Caprice Coleman, uh, Tadarius Thomas. Yeah. Is Tadarius Thomas on the Twitter? Is he is not tagged with an at. He's tagged with a hashtag. Okay. Yeah, because I talk so I do not. That. I don't believe he is on. Yeah, because I think if you if you look at the other posts they have, they actually tag the wrestlers if they can. Right. I think um, I heard. Yeah, I think he's like a personal trainer. He's. He's completely out of the business, but I mean, he's still pretty young too. So um, I don't blame him. Being a wrestler sucks. <laughs> it's fucking hard. I mean, well, I mean, look at the aforementioned ACH. I mean, how many times has he had to walk away? You know, and uh, he's only thirty-four currently, right now, as we speak. One of my favorite ACH. ACH is great. Like, if if you don't know ACH, 
find some of the stuff he's done in PWG. Uh, more recently, he did a it was a six man match a couple years ago in New Japan Strong, where it was him and another guy teamed up with Brody Lee or uh, with uh, Brody King, and he kept like the mask and like the like the vest on the whole match. Nice. <laughs> he's he's really good. If uh, I can't remember the name of the show, it's from um, early 2019. Uh, but he did a 16 minute match with Trevor Lee. One of the best matches I've ever seen. Sounds, I sounds amazing. Um, yeah, it was it was Trevor Lee's second last match in Ring of Honor or uh, AAW. Um, it was a fucking classic. It was it's exactly what you think it would be. I mean, you know, I, it sounds like Cameron Grimes is getting a relatively decent push in NXT, but I mean, Trevor Lee slash Cameron Grimes. Dude's fucking money. I don't know if we're gonna see him in Ring of Honor at all, but um, watch. He he's got. I mean, he's doing pretty well in NXT, all things considered. But he watches. I mean, F. Trevor Lee, fucking forget about it. Um, well, there it is. There's a there's a fight for January twenty sixth, uh, two thousand nineteen. ACH yep. and Trevor Lee send off. Yep. They've yeah. had a bunch of matches. They wrestled at a Mystery Vortex two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Uh, lots of clips from AAW. Yeah. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Andy. Andy, uh, who was recently on the Chopping It Up, was uh, was in the crowd for that show. Um, so was my buddy, Tristan. So, yeah, I mean, ACH is only 34, and Roddy's only 38, man. Um, you know, I don't watch NXT, but I hope that guy gets, his, gets a nice fucking run here one of these days, so... You know, and and they talk about this in this match, and, and that really continued in NXT and everything else. I mean, he's always the you know he's always the runner up, he's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Um, and he only won with Ruth, but he hasn't won without him. Um, you know, and this is another company. Obviously, we saw ACH uh, lose Taven in the first round of the top prospect tournament. A uh, little bummed about that. I wish we would made a little further, but like Will said, man, ACH fucking rules. That's the bottom line. Um, so take care of yourself, my friend, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon. But uh, um, but yeah, Will, goddamn those fucking chops from Roddy. Roddy, they uh, they brought that up on uh, when the Briscoes were on commentary, right? Who's who's got the the stronger yeah. chop? Yeah, it was I mean, uh, is Edwards. One, or, uh, sorry, yeah, that's uh, that's one of Roddy's things. Is the chop, the chop, the sit kick, the backbreakers? Um, Roddy is so fucking good. Um, but yeah, like Will mentioned earlier, you know, uh, ACH rolls off out of the ring, and man, he hits the fucking ground pretty goddamn hard. And, and Kevin <laughs> Kelly's like, ACH is probably expecting there to be padding because, like, because usually outside of the ring there's padding, but not in this venue. Yeah, so like Will and I were talking about a little bit earlier. So, um, but I'm like, but he didn't notice that when he, you know, he was walking out. But you know, I'm well, probably not thinking about it either, right? It's like, oh, now I'm going to roll out of the ring, and maybe you don't prepare for it. You're like, I'm going to land, and you're like, oh shit, I forgot. There's no, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was pretty funny. So, you know, a, a lot to love about this match. You know, at one point. ACH is doing some pan, uh, some pandering to the crowd, but fucking Roddy just chops his fucking face off. 
Um, and then I, at one point, Kevin Kelly says there's 10 minutes, uh, 10 minutes going on in the match. I'm like, wait, what? I thought that match was at least 20 minutes already gone by. And I mean that in a good way. Um, yeah. And then there's this one guy in the front row was just marking the fuck out for ACH. So, um, and this is when I first really noticed that Kevin Kelly and Nigel don't have mic stands, but um, ACH with a bunch of crazy counters, uh, crazy ending. But at the end, Roddy with that goddamn crazy backbreaker, um, you know, and uh, Kevin Kelly's putting over Roddy, you know, huge in this match. So um, I love this match. Uh, Will, besides all my pandering and everything here, um, what did you think of the match? I mean, it's great. I mean, it's it's see, I feel like we say it a lot, but you know, we do see a lot of these same wrestlers over and over again, but it's like you're not gonna get bad performances out of them. Like Roger Strong is really good. ACH is really good. Yeah. I mean Roddy goes over. He is the signed talent. But uh I'm not gonna complain about getting an ACH match. Yeah, and uh, well, and it's nice with uh, you know we've got four matches, you know, and you know the first match QT, yeah, he's been around, uh, but you know he wasn't around a year ago, uh, and obviously Tadarius in the second match, obviously him showing up mid last year, you know, and then obviously Spider Nate Webb just kind of making a special appearance, uh, being a Midwest guy in ACH this round, so it's been nice, you know, new guys in, in each match so far, new well, ones. And it's the way they bring out the new guys is because they're paired with people that the fans are already invested in. Yeah. It's not like when we get the eight-man OVW tag matches where it's like the crowd doesn't know who any of these people are. Yeah. Which is fine if they're like your pre-show or like your opener, but you're throwing it in like the middle of the card. Yeah. Well, Will, um, after all this positivity. Uh, oh, is it, is it that time? Yeah, it is time for Hoople Uncut. Um, oh. Show definitely takes a turn here. You know? This felt long. Yeah. And I don't know how long it actually was, but it felt like it dragged on for forever. In the fact, I don't know if I'm happy or I'm sad. I could barely understand what he was saying. I know there's a part where if they said underwear. Good old, uh, good old fucking Ring of Honor audio for these um, these big house shows. You know, and, and the two girls, I'm not going to mention. Like, but like one girl's in her underwear, and it's like one girl's not, and it's like, oh, shake it. Like, it's like, oh, blah, we're going to dig off the pants off. Yeah, so did that one girl, like, was she supposed to, were her pants supposed to fall off before she got in the ring? That was awkward. Like, I don't, it felt, so, this was not a good segment. Um, and then, you know, you're talking about, you could hear people in the crowd, or the, you know, the one guy in the crowd just kept screaming, are they real? Are those boobs real? Like, wow. Um, just awkward, you know. And truth is just dragging stuff out, and it's, you almost forget that the whole point was supposed to like call out Adam Cole. Yeah, because it didn't happen until like ten minutes later. Um, and he I, also spoils TV. So, <laughs> if folks, remember correctly, this is from February sixteenth. Yeah. The the episode of 
Ring of Honor TV we covered aired on the 22nd. Yeah. So if you watch this and weren't up on dirt sheets, Truth Martini spoils that Matt Taven wins at, which I mean, technically it's already happened because it was taped. But even, he even says he's spoiling it. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to spoil TV, so if you don't want to know what happens, cover your ears. It's like, dog. <laughs> um, Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was awkward. You know, it was. It, it was, sucked. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the bottom. I mean, and that's put it, I mean, Will's being very polite. Um, it was horrible. I, I couldn't understand what he was saying. They said, yeah, there's something. If they said underwear, they had to start sh- whatever. Um, it, I'm not super into the Truth Martini character. Especially, like, this would not have sold me. If this was my first seeing Truth Martini, I'm not sold. Yeah. Because this felt like it took, like, a half hour. And he's just talking. It's like they just send him out there to, like, fill time. Yeah, I'm with two, basically two strippers. and I mean, it could have been. You know, and it looked like one of the gay girls was a day stripper, but, you know. I mean, Kevin Kelly did say that they were, like, skanky. It's like, wow, Kevin Kelly, shoot, yeah. shoot. Um, <laughs> but finally, after all that, uh, Truth calls out Adam Cole, I guess. Once again, I can barely hear this. Uh, we want to talk about his match with Taven. Um, you know, this is definitely one of those times I wish Honor Club. I had it on two speed, but nonetheless, you know. And then uh, Matt Taven's going to bring a title back to the House of Truth. Uh, you know, in the end of the day, you know, Adam Cole super kips Truth. And then uh, Truth Martini kind of stumbles out and then Vita splashes water on Truth. So did he say something to her, maybe? Someone said? I, mean, he, I think he made some kind of gesture or comment or whatever because they... Because it was kind of like the, the awkward thing with Kevin Kelly after where he's like, and with Nigel, and they're like, "Oh, Veda, well, we're glad you, we have you here, like as a woman." But like, how do you feel about this? It's like this just doesn't sound great. Yeah, well, Nigel, this segment made it worse for like everybody involved. <laughs> Nigel, you're booking this shit. So, um, yeah, and we talked about it earlier, and so we both love Nigel McGuinness in the ring, and we'll see Nigel, you know, breaking down the fourth wall. We'll see Nigel in a great match tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, you brought it up last week. Will this GM role so far has not been stellar for Nigel, um, and it really showed it in the main event too. But we'll we'll get there because we got more. Uh, I'm I feel like I'm pretty forgiving about the main event. I mean, not to put the cart before the horse. I mean, it's it, it's a glorified house show, right? So I mean, yeah. like. But just the whole Nigel going in the back, but not going in the back, and then trying to get people to help. and Right. It's like, if you're just supposed to be the matchmaker, then, like, but you're also on commentary. Like, so why are you leaving commentary? Like, Dude, you're 6'4". You're built like a brick shit house. You should be able to handle yourself anyways. But, um, and, I, and I'm trying to think here, Will. Um I don't know this next match. I don't know if it was just a, a bad taste in my mouth because of the previous promo, but Charlie Haas versus the Blade, aka Pepper Parks. 
That's right. Pepper Parks, a new and improved Pepper Parks. Yeah. Um, you know, Haas coming out. So, Charlie Haas is so hit or miss with me. It's crazy. Sometimes I love his promo. Sometimes I fucking hate him. And I don't he know. He comes out and he's been drinking. And Nigel's like, we got to stop having the wrestlers have beers before they get in the ring. Oh, I can't legislate it. It's like, you could, though. <laughs> That's the funny thing. That's your fucking job. Do your job. It's like you can you can make a match where there's the stipulation where if you guys lose, you can't challenge for titles or you can't be a team anymore. But you can't say, guys, you're not allowed to drink before the match. Yeah. it's, it's Or during. <laughs> yeah. Before, after, and during. Um, yeah, Charlie comes out, blah, blah, blah. So Will said, drink a beer. You know, he said, um, you know, he should be ringing for the, uh, he should, should be wrestling for the Ring of Honor World title. He said he's drinking Milwaukee's best, but here he's wrestling Cincinnati's worst. Um, Will, I know you're not much of a beer connoisseur, but Milwaukee's best is. You, you, you said Milwaukee's best is not good. <laughs> no, it is the biggest misnomer uh, besides jumbo shrimp in my, and you will ever hear. Um, there's a reason they use it to cook it for beer broth. It's really good for beer broths. But uh oof. But I got stories about that shit, but that's that's for another time. So um yeah, but this was the match where like there's a kid in the front row that's right behind Kevin Kelly. So the way they had the mics up, you hear the kids screaming the entire fucking match. And I got no problem with kids. I mean, we were all kids at one point. It's good to see him wrestling, but there's a lot of kids at this show too. Did you notice that? Like in the front row. Yeah, you want to bring your bring bring the family out to a wrestling show. I mean, Haas got into it with a couple of kids. Um, Carino did. Ste- uh, Steen was like, it was, you know, it is what it is. But uh, but uh, you know, the blade starts out hot, but obviously, or we're just gonna call him the blade because I like it better than Pepper Parks, Pepper Potts, whatever. Um, Pepper Parks. Pepper Potts is the character from uh, Iron Man. No, that's why I always get. It. I have actually have that in my notes here, so I'm like. Pepper Parks, I'm like, wait, is he Iron Man's wife? Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, but, uh, you know, but uh, Haas beats him up. Um, but then they're talking, so Charlie Haas has beat up Shelton Benjamin now? That's why he's out? That, yeah, I didn't get what that was supposed to be in reference to. Like, I didn't know if that was supposed to be a callback to, like, something that happened in the E. I don't, like, because we never saw that. Yeah. Because so, the, whole, the whole idea of the wrestling's greatest tag team is going to have to break up if they lose this tag team match at the 11th anniversary show is that there's a tag team tournament, whatever wrestling's race tag team couldn't be involved in it. Yeah. Right. So it's like, where is this coming from? Like, unless more shit we're going to see on TV that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. Just, just weird. Um, and at one point, Charlie Haas spits on the ring and then licks up his own spit off the mat. He's he's an odd duck. I mean, I know this is seven years before COVID, but still. Um, a nasty head bug. Um, a shitty ending. You know, Haas grabs his, his t- case of beer. Uh, the ref takes it away. He opens the beer, uh, spits it in Park's face, uh, and then he rolls him up. Clearly holding the tights, but the referee was way out of position. Um, and you can clearly see Haas Brunisher, but then he has to run around. Um, 
You know, I know it's February, Will, but this match is bad. You know, I was trying to be objective if it was just a bad taste, but I, I, I don't think so. This is just bad. Yeah, because then you had gotten to the, the, the bit where, like, Haas brings, like, the beer in. And I was like, the ref should be calling this as, as a qualification. It's like, don't you supersede the referee? Yeah. It's like, I'm going to talk to Charlie Haas and the referee. It's like, but they're not going to care. Yeah. Nigel's kind of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then cheeseburgers outside and he got a beer and then he spits a beer into Charlie Haas's face. And then Charlie Haas just fucking does the pendulum swing into the, oh, it's bad. Um, and Charlie Haas clearly tells cheeseburger to keep his arms up so he doesn't hurt him. And, you know, that was the best part of this part was him beating up cheeseburger again. Yeah. And then cheeseburgers carried out by some dude, literally like a babe in arms. So, um, yeah, so, but uh, next match, also very interesting. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly in a not very inspiring promo, uh, but Kevin Kelly does introduce him here as part of Red Dragon. Um, and I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> I don't know. My my notes are all over the place here, but. Um, Oh, yeah, they're talking how Nigel decided that he can't cheat or he's suspended or something. I, I didn't catch that. Um, yeah, it's Whitmer versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, once again, these two took a little bit while to, to get started. Uh, you know, I do love the chop, the chop battle. You know, Kyle O'Reilly, for all his faults, does sell a chop very well. So, um, and that goddamn double stop, plus Whitmer is in a chair, and Kyle O'Reilly hit the double stop from outside. And then do that over the uh, over the top rope suplex. Uh, Whitmer kicked out of something called a regal plex, but then uh, Whitmer just choke him out with a weird chokehold. So um, BJ Whitmer goes over, and we get a code of honor from Kyle O'Reilly. I, I I liked Whitmer going over. I was kind of shocked, to be honest with you. I did I did too, but um, I I would know it was all over the place there. Sorry, Will, but uh, any thoughts on this match? I like. I thought it was fine. Like Kyle O'Reilly isn't like must see for me yet. Um, this match was fine for what it was. I did like that Whitmer went over. Um, it was fine. Yeah, Kyle. I mean, obviously we know what he'll become, and we. And, I mean, he's had spurts. I mean, obviously I had matches with Adam Cole. Um, you know, I don't mean to bring up Milwaukee again, but him and Dave Richards fucking tore the house down. Just don't even talk. You know, this weird scarf thing is just not, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, but uh but we'll- my my only issue so I knew this was my thing is there wasn't like a segue to it, right? They didn't like build to like this gimmick. It's like also it's like Ray Dragon are like they're like fighters right they're like actual trained fighters who also wrestle that's like the whole shtick and then all now all of a sudden they're like we're better dressed we're more sophisticated it's like but there was no why you know getting there like there wasn't like a gradual shift to that there wasn't like a promo to kind of like pack that up it's just like 
all of a sudden they have a gimmick and it's like, but why they, they haven't justified this gimmick other than just be like, all right, we're going to have a gimmick now. Yeah. Um, but, uh, our main events, like, uh, Willie had referenced earlier, it is scum, uh, consisting of Jimmy Jacobs, Steve Carino, and, uh, the ring of honor world champion, Kevin Steen versus the ring of honor all-stars of, David Richards, uh, Michael Elgin, and Adam Cole with their really shitty promos a couple weeks ago. I was going to ask you if I was remembering incorrectly or not. So when they said we're never going to team up like this again, had was that a different match or were they talking about this one? I think they're talking about this one. Because I couldn't remember. I'm like, so wait, did they pair this team up twice and did they lose both times? I was... Because I think they did, because didn't Elgin lock, got ate the pin to Roddy in a multi-man match, and I thought it was the same. That was, no, that was that um, all. That was kind of like, well, this is an elimination. This is a, And I don't, like I said, I may have missed it, but did you know this is a tag team elimination match? I do like the elimination format. I didn't realize that until they took Adam Cole out. I also like jumping towards the end that the heels didn't leave when they got eliminated. Yeah. That's using your head. I mean, yeah. I mean, life gives you lemons. It's just like, oh yeah, yeah. Common sense ain't so common, but um, some fun spots. I I mean, we did get a bunch of Steen and Elgin right off the bat, you know, enlisted. I don't know if you agreed with me, but I definitely, uh, it wasn't death before dishonor. Um, Glory by honor. Uh, the main event, Steen versus Elgin, I thought was match of the year last year. In a fun spot where, like, uh, Cole and, and Richards were all pissed off. And they wanted to get in the ring, and Elgin, like, pushed them back. He's like, nah, 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 nah. I got yeah, this. Yeah, because the other guys in Scum go to, like, jump in, and they're like, we're going to go. And Elgin's like, no, 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 no. Um, Elgin was so over. Yeah, and he's so good. Um, and I know we say this every fucking week when we're talking about Michael Elgin. Yes, he's so good in the ring. That's all we're going to say, people. Don't at me. Um, but there was a fun. Davy Richards had Steen pinned, and Jimmy Jacobs comes in and kicks him like he was like kicking at like I don't know, like a flower or something. <laughs> um, I love Jimmy Jacobs, but uh, he did hit a really vicious spear on the damn apron. Uh, there's a fun spot where uh, Steen had Richards in the corner, and he's giving the shoulder blocks, but he's screaming at Kevin Kelly at the same time. <laughs> like, Tom, how great I am. Say how great I am. Say I'm better than Nigel McGinnis. And he comes like, uh, no, uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's just shit like that. That's, I mean, that's why Steen's the greatest. You know, that's, that's yeah, it. He's still one of the greatest. You know, eventually there's a full-on breakdown, the full match, you know, can full fights outside. Um, this is where Adam Cole starts having a rough night. Uh, he gets a vicious fucking apron bomb from Cole. Um, Carlos starts going, holy shit. Uh, then Adam Cole takes a nut shot on the pole. Um, and then he gets a spike pile driver on the floor. And of course, they just carry him out because, you know, Will, I know you're not an EMT or anything, but whenever you get a neck injury, you just pick a guy up and you just move him. That's what to do. Right. You, you, you yank him out and you just carry him away. You know, so and then uh, then it's just down to uh, Steen and Richards, you know, you know, and then uh, 
Oh yeah, and when they were walking, Adam Cole out, uh, Kevin Steen while I was walking with him, and it was very nice, and he even opened the curtain for him. Um, Steve Carino got into it with a bunch of kids. Even got on commentary, is talking how this eight year old was just fat. <laughs> I love that Carino. Like they're so confident, right? Because they're like they're laying out. You know, one of the guys isn't eliminated, but he's been like carted out. So they think they got this in the bag, right? So he's like, "I'm gonna jump on commentary for a bit." And they're like, "Yeah, well, scum, baby." <laughs> yeah, I mean, Steam was really in the most of the match for his team. Um, yeah, did, how did did you like uh, Kevin Kelly's old joke for Carino? No, I missed how, it. How, how he's got his name on his trunks, and he's like, hey, like Alzheimer's. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. You know, I don't know. I wish I wish they had done it in a way where Carino could have like responded because it felt like the kind of joke that like Kevin Kelly's character would have like tried to get in. It's like I'm gonna get one over on Carino this time. And Carino's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, that was hilarious. I forgot about that. So, yeah, this is the point where I list in that um elimination match because Cole's out, and then uh, David Richards gets Scott. Uh, Knocked out with that roll of quarters, uh, the second most vicious weapon. Which I I did enjoy how he had Steen in like the uh, like the like the inverted figure four kind of thing, right? Where he's like pressing, and then he he snatches up Jacobs in an ankle lock. So he's got two members of Scum in the submission holds. Yeah, the ten dollar punch that roll of quarters busts all over the ring. Yeah, you think maybe the ref would notice that there's quarters all over the ring, but uh, I mean, there's is there disqualification? Well, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know if there'd be a. I don't know if there'd be a disqualification. Yeah, but he he kicked out of the quarters right. Then he gets hit with a pile driver. Yep, and then it's just down to to Michael Elgin, and Michael Elgin fights valiantly, but then. Will, like Willis Reed coming back for the Knicks. Adam Cole comes out. And, Adam uh, Cole. He gets tagged in the ring. And Will, if you got a neck injury, what would be the first move you would not do? Oh, it'd be a fucking spear. But anyways. Um, you know, he's not a grizzled veteran yet. No. He is plucky baby face. But, yeah, after all that, he does get eliminated pretty quick, though. Uh, but then Elgin pretty quickly gets Carino, and then he gets uh, Jimmy Jacobs, who attempts a cross-body block uh, from the top rope, but Elgin being, you know, country strong like he is, catches him, uh, picks him up, and just kind of throws him, and then uh, does a buckle bomb to the power bomb, and it's down to Steen and Elgin. You know, is this part of the, the ending that you didn't care about? Was this well, like the rapid the rapid succession of uh, eliminations? Like I didn't hate that. No, no, no. My biggest issue with all this was um, Nigel just like when they're brawling, like just standing there, like saying he's going to go get somebody, but not doing anything about it. Um, yeah, I that, like that. Steen was like on the outside, right? Steen's laid out, and all of a sudden, like he's like, "All right, it's three on one," and by the time he's up to his feet. It's one on one. Yeah, I didn't know. So that's a good like, point. So I feel like they could have sold that a little more, or had him sell that a little more. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, in the end, Kevin Skeen uh, does outlast Michael Elgin. Uh, so he does get the pin, you know. So Kevin Steen has still not been pinned since December 2010. He know? almost was, though, but uh, they pulled the referee out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and then uh, Steve Carino was going to hit uh, Elgin with the chain, but Jay Lethal came in and beat him up. Um, so Jay Lethal's out there, but uh, Kevin Steen wins. But, uh, you know, and then they started putting the boots to Lethal. And then they started yeah, with, a, with a roll-up, basically. Yeah. And then... Uh, yeah, so they're getting beat up, and then uh, the Briscoes come out, and uh, even the score. Um, but Will, did you notice that some kid like came in through the curtain and tried storming the ring? I did not. Oh, yeah. Some, I, yeah. If you get a chance, go back. Some kid like he like he got up on the apron. Kevin Kelly's like, get that kid off the apron. And I, I went back. They should have just. They should have just super kicked that kid. Just straight up, like, cracked him. Yeah. Um, it's like I, that one asshole fan that's like going to all these shows and like touching people. Yeah. It was, just haul off and wreck him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you see that clip? Uh, some guy kicked him off. Speedball Mike. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. This guy goes to a bunch of shows and does shit like that all the time. It's like. They eventually are going to figure out where he is. They're going to somebody's going to plan a spot, and it's going to be like, "Oh, we accidentally hit this guy." Oh, so this guy's done it before. Oh yeah, he's a big problem. What? He yells offensive shit. He like grabs people. Where what? Where is he? Where is he? West Coast, East Coast, Midwest. Not 100% positive, but mm. um, yeah, so he's obviously he obviously picks and chooses who's doing it because he knows Mike Bailey's not going to hit him, he's true. not going to try to do something like that to like a Nick Gage because Nick Gage will fucking cut you, <laughs> yeah, right, that's a shoot, brother. So, Chico, you want to come say it, Uncle Will? Come say it, Uncle Will. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, so he, yeah, like he like the, I don't know if this kid like ran around the barricade and then got behind the curtain and then came out. So, um, hey, maybe yeah. that kid's a member of the local T affiliates. We don't know. Yeah, well, I mean this this is this is still Cornette's Ring of Honor, no matter what you say. Um, but yeah, in the end, Jay Briscoe gets on, and I think basically says Kevin Steen, your time's up, I guess. And uh, yeah, that was Cincinnati. So. Um, well, I mean, obviously this show was, uh, definitely had some pretty high highs. It's a pretty low lows. Um, a pretty bipolar show overall. Um, it wasn't bad. I think overall it was a good. Yeah. The outshine, uh, the, the good definitely outshine the bad. So, um, do you have any additional thoughts? No, I would, you know, if try to watch it in a way, or if you just hit the truth martini segment, like throw it on mute, go like make yourself a sandwich, shovel, you know, go, go to the bathroom, shovel, you know, do some dishes, fold some laundry. Just because there, there's nothing positive to gain from it. Yeah. Nothing at all. It was just, it's, it was bad. It, it might be the worst segment Ring of Honor's had since we've started this podcast. 
Yeah, that's definitely very true. So, um, let's see how it goes. Okay, buddy. Okay. Um, oh, well, Bill, I know it's. I saw, I saw a glimpse. I saw a glimpse of the old kitty cat. Hi. Um. Well, yeah. Overall, let's say that was pretty good. Um. Yeah, I just said like, this thing was really bad, and like I said, in leading it next with the with the hospital shit, just you know, it's a little little 1994 sports entertainment ish for me you know and i got problem with no people drinking beer but i mean hoss seemed like he's actually being affected by said beer which is which is always an issue well then it's like is he acting or is this guy really like a little buzzed up i mean we've heard clark connor's talked about uh drinking Hmm. those beers during the during the tag tournament yeah so who knows? So, well, Will, um, thank you. It's probably time to pull a train station here because, yeah, yeah we- whatever. I don't, I don't go into work till the afternoon tomorrow, and who knows? They might call me and say go in later, depending on what business is like. So, yeah, well, I just got a dentist appointment tomorrow, so we'll see how the roads are. I've seen like three cars drive by since we've been recording, so I should probably go. The plows are out. Yeah, they haven't really plowed. I will say, ooh, look at it coming down out there. Um, they've been much better about keeping the roads cleaned up this year than they have previous years. Yeah, and obviously with uh, where you guys live, you guys don't have to worry about shoveling or anything, right? We don't have to shovel. I mean, there have been times where I have. Cause, like, sometimes you have to like shovel out to like get the car out of the driveway or out of the parking lot. Sometimes you got to you know, sometimes I'd shovel like the steps that go up to the building or like I'd shovel out a, a, like a little path outside like the side door that most people go like in and out of. But no, so they, they'll plow the day after. They'll come through and plow out like paths during the storm, but they don't actually come plow until day after the storm is over. Right. So we'll see. Like it's, we're supposed to get most of the snow and shit tonight, and then it's supposed to turn into more like sleet and whatever during the day tomorrow. So well, we'll we'll see what tomorrow brings. Yeah, that shit's heavy. So, so well, will as always. Thank you. Um, I appreciate you. And actually, I will see you. To, are you okay for? Oh, we'll talk about it off air. But um, yeah. Uh, thank you, and uh, I will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. I will appreciate you, my friend. We'll talk soon.